was the night before Christmas, when all through the gym, not a creature was stirring. No, not even him. The stockings were hung by the lockers with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The fans were nestled all snug in their seats, while they clapped their hands and stomped their feet. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out in the arena there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the ring I flew like a flash. I tore down the ramp and I lost my avatar sash. The moon on the breast of the fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should I see but a hardcore sleigh and eight jabronis. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it, it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dreamer, now Meanie, now Nova and Raven, on Bob Holly, on Road Dog, on Dundee, and even Maven. <laughs> Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. It's, it's a bunch of people in a suit, and it's just not very believable at all. It's all, it's all fake, it's all make-believe. First off, you're, it, none of it's real. I've been a little bit concerned the past several years, actually. Uh, at about age 11, here's the problem. They quit believing in wrestling. All right, guys, Big Joe here of the JNK Podcast. As another extra bonus here before the new year, I figured we would uh, share an old interview that we uh, did with our friend, Mr. Teddy Long. Enjoy. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, get out of my way. I'm coming to thunder and lightning and striking. I'm inviting you all to the storm. Feel the pain that I'm trying to contain. My heart is as black as the blood in my veins. And I'm coming to get it all. Hey, yo, I break and smash and straight with bass. I can see the fear in your eyes every time that I pass. I'm intimidating the most and fear by me. All right, guys, from rope to rope, from post to post. Of course, we're bringing you the best in pro wrestling action here in Turnbuckle Talk. Big Jewel, Carl Carousel here. Today, very special guest here. Uh, this man has uh, managed the likes of D'Lo Brown, One Man Gang, Mark Henry, Jazz, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, and the name goes on and on. Of course, probably most famously known for being the general manager for SmackDown. We, of course, welcome Teddy Long to the show. Welcome, welcome. Hey, good morning, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me, man. I've heard a lot about your show, and uh, I want you to know I'm honored that you guys took the time out to have me on. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Um, I guess to kind of kick things off here, uh, you know, let's, um, what have you been up to these days? I'm just rough, kind of nice and simple there. What's, uh, what's Teddy Long been up to these days? Well, uh, to really basically know what I'm doing, you know, you can go to my website, teddylong.com. You can follow me there. But uh, basically, I'm uh, just taking it easy, man, staying in the gym about six days out of the week, uh, doing a lot of independent shows. A lot of guys want me to come in, being general manager, you know, for their shows, uh, doing a lot of motivational speaking. Uh, going to a lot of churches and schools, talking to kids and stuff about, uh, you know, saying how drugs and how valuable it is to get an education. And also, we're doing a lot of comic cons and a lot of personal appearances, a lot of meet and greets. And so I'm really having a ball, man. I'm, I'm you know, released, released from that stress I had on me for the long years that I've traveled on the road. You know, I've mm -hmm. stayed on the road for over 25 years of my life. Yeah, so uh, I just didn't know how I didn't know how good it felt to be at home. So man, I'm enjoying myself and 
really having a great time. And like I said, I'm at TeddyLong.com, and that's where all my information will be. You'll know where all of my appearances are going to be and all that. That's right there on the website. All right, cool. Uh, just so you know, uh, the majority of the of the of our questions and uh, whatnot today uh, come from uh, from listener uh, suggestions from Twitter and whatnot. Uh, let, let's uh, start off with kind of a relevant uh, one here: tag team wrestling, WWE mainly. You know, going to, to WrestleMania this year, the tag team titles not being on the line at WrestleMania. Now, when you were a uh, general manager of SmackDown and whatnot, you were uh, you were a big uh, kind of a tag team guy. A lot of tag team stuff kind of going on. What's your take on uh, tag team wrestling in WWE? And uh, if you were kind of still around. Uh, what would you be kind of uh, doing tag team wise? Would you be doing more, or would you kind of be doing the same what they're doing now? Well, I'd probably be doing exactly what they're doing now because what you do is what you're told to do. You know that it's mm-hmm. not uh, that it wasn't my call. Uh, a lot of people, you know, get the tag team uh, thing that I do. You know, confusing. They think that it was something that was written that the mm-hmm. writers wrote it and told me to go out and make this tag team match. It didn't happen like that. I had no idea that the tag team thing was going to go over as big as it did for me yep. making it. I just came out and I just thought, you know, they tell me you got a tag match that day on TV. I come out and I'd make it, but there was a way that I did it, which was my own style. So I think that was what got over with the people. They just like to hear the emphasis that I put on. We're going to have ourselves a tag team match, you know, and <laughs> that's how that happened. But it wasn't, you know, nobody never came to me and told me we need to make it like this or say it like this. You know, that was just something that I came up with on my own. And it started with me. Well, it was perfect and it worked. I mean, it just even today, right? Like we still think of Teddy Long and we think tag team, right? So, I mean, well, the way that you did it, the way and, that you and, presented it was perfect. Yeah. And and the other thing, too, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, want me to do is, is, is the, the intro. I, I know one night I think Vince introduced The Undertaker on the Raw, and I got a lot of uh, 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 tweets. People were tweeting me saying, you know, they're missing it. You know, you, they needed me there to make to bring out The Undertaker because it was just a way that I introduced The Undertaker. You know what I mean? It was good because yeah. Vince McMahon always said to me, and that's why I stayed in my position. I ran SmackDown for nine years. I, yes, I, I worked for that yeah. company for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And the reason I stayed there is because I learned Vince McMahon's way. Vince McMahon always told me, when you're making something big, give me some energy. And that's what I always tried to have was energy out there. And a lot of stuff that I, I did, I did it on my own because Vince trusted me. Now... You know, you've uh, you had a chance to work, uh, you know, a lot with uh, with WCW and kind of a WWE. Uh, when it comes to, to just uh, the way that kind of business is handled, did you like the way that um, WWE was ran over WCW? I mean, uh, or you know, did what was your kind of your, your deal with that? Did you uh, like your time in WCW over WWE, or is it the other way around? Well, I like my time everywhere I went. Uh, I didn't have no problem anywhere. You know, I did my job and did everything I was asked to do. WCW was fine. You know, it was a great place to work with. You remember, I went there when it when it uh, when the NWA sold out and WCW bought the NWA from Jim Crockett Promotions. Uh, I was there then. So, uh, like I said, it was just things that did that were behind the scenes that other people done that just killed the company. You know, it just ran the company completely out of business. So I didn't stay there uh, for the whole time the place shut down. I think I was gone maybe uh, maybe a year or two years before the company just folded. I, mean, I think I, I had left, but I only was gone about a year. 
and then the company folded. Great time in WCW, you know what I mean? I managed guys over there. I trained. I enjoyed working with him. I enjoyed working with Mark Nero, who went to events and became, well, I'm saying, I, he was trying to be bad in WCW. Then he went to Vince, and he was Mark Nero. And uh, I had a lot of other guys. So everybody that I had a chance to work with there in WCW, you know, I had good chemistry with everybody, just like I had in WWE. So my thing was, you know, you guys, whatever y'all doing behind the scenes or whatever, just leave me out of it. As long as I didn't have any problems, you know, I just went on yeah. and did my job. And uh, I got a good one. Do, do you think there was any saving WCW, Teddy? Do you think uh, Do you think maybe there was a chance to kind of save that, or do you think they were kind of uh, doomed to fail? Well, I, I think they were doomed to fail because I believe that they were so concerned. You know, I think it was just too much money. The people had, certain people had control of too much money. And uh, I think they took a lot of the money and they put it into just having a good time. I, I, I remember when we used to go down to uh, the Disney tapings there. We used to tape in Orlando, Florida, you know, and everybody, you know, I, you know, we would go there to tape a lot of TV shows, but everybody brought their families down. So it was a big party there at the hotel where everybody stayed every night, okay? So that cost money. So I think they just had control of too much money and just didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so, like I said, I, I, it's kind of hard to answer, you know, something when you really don't know. But I'm just going on what I, what I think I, I believe what happened. But I, I think it was too far gone. They had spent so much money. Bring, they brought a lot of guys in, gave them these big deals, $9 million deals. And, and some guys come in. And uh, like Lenny Papa, he came in. He was on the payroll making three grand a week, and I never saw him. I saw him one time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. Well, then maybe. Uh, another, one, another, one, another one, the Iron Sheik was working there, and they got hot at him, and they sent him home. Uh, oh, yeah. Supposed to be released him, but they never did tell the office, uh, the payroll people, release. So the Iron Sheik <laughs> stayed so at home for a him? year or two and collected a check. Wow. <laughs> I bet you he didn't mind that. Well, you said that that one was kind of a uh, hard question for you to answer. So here's a little bit of a more easier question for you. It's kind of a two-part question. Um, so you talked about WWE. You talked about WCW. Nowadays, we've got a lot more different promotions that are out there that are starting to really build up, make a name for themselves, like Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, New Japan Pro. Um, do you follow any of those promotions? And what do you think of the influx of Japanese talent or talent from like New Japan Pro coming over into the WWE now? Well, I don't follow any of those promotions. Ring Honor, I don't look at them. I went down to reach out to them one time when I left uh, WWE and, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm looking at them, you know, and I'm pretty sure they could use somebody that could talk. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went down and reached out to them and they looked at me like they'd never seen me before. So uh, I, I, I have nothing good to say about them, you know what I mean? And uh, same thing with TNA. Uh, I reached out to them, and uh, I was sent a message came back to me from somebody and told me that they didn't need anybody that could talk. Awesome. <laughs> they didn't need anybody that could talk. They need anybody that can do anything, okay? So, I mean, I thought it was a perfect fit. You know, I'm leaving WWE, coming into TNA to spring out, you know, and, and they didn't buy that. They didn't, they didn't even want that. So, as you can see, that's why they're in the position that they're in today. They just have people, you know, nothing yeah. against the company and the owners. I think that they just don't have the right people in charge. You know, they got people that want to play favoritism and people that say, well, yeah, I know tell them I don't like him. Don't bring him down here. Uh, he's too old now. He don't need to be on our TV. And I guarantee you better shape than half of the guys out there right now. 
Yeah, but anyway, like I said, I don't watch any of them, but I think the Japanese promotions are going to do good here. Those guys are, you know, uh, really great talent. They're really great uh, workers, phenomenal wrestlers in the ring. So I think it helps us to send some of our guys, you know, over to Japan and give them the opportunity to work over there. So I think that's good for the promotions. I think you should continue to do that. I wouldn't stop doing that. Look at AJ Styles. He made a great name for himself in Japan. Oh, yep. Like I said, ring honor, and stuff, I don't watch him. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned AJ Styles, you know, Finn Balor, uh, Nakamura now, uh, some of the guys from the Bullet Club, you know, a big, big influx of these uh, not necessarily Japanese-born wrestlers, but, I mean, guys that have really made their name over here. It's, uh, you know, hopefully going to add some uh, excitement. To, and we're already seeing it a little bit uh, and whatnot. So going back a little bit to, to WrestleMania, right. Teddy, did you, did you um, watch WrestleMania and, and did you like it this year? Uh, well, it, it was okay. I mean, I didn't watch it. I watched bits and pieces of it. You know, I didn't watch the whole show. I was just basically concerned about certain matches. So uh, I thought it was okay for what they went into WrestleMania with. You know what I mean? They didn't, you know, have a you know a whole lot of big stars. But you know, Vince is a smart man. He's always able to pull off you know something with whatever he's got. Got to give him credit. He's a genius at making money. I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I think Shane McMahon, The Undertaker, Shane McMahon stole the show. I mean, how do you follow that? You know, like, yeah, you can't, you can't follow that, man. Yeah. So no, that, t- I think that was the highlight of the night. And once that yeah. was, once, once that happened, I think it was pretty much over. Uh, the other one uh, I think was great was uh, Triple H, Roman Reigns. Roman had a chance to work with a, a, a guy in there that, uh, you know, knows the ring. He's a ring general. And uh, Roman was able to learn a lot. And so, you know, and I, I, you know, that one was pretty good. And other than that, man, I thought the other matches were great. But like I said, I didn't watch it all. No. No, especially um, now with Shane. I mean, uh, for us here, uh, the Shane Undertaker match, I mean, that was one I think we were all kind of concerned, especially with Shane, you know, that big spot that he did. Do you think he really needed to go that far, you know, to uh, to get over in that match? Did like. I mean, uh, well, I mean, yeah, he I, made it through and everything okay, but I mean, do, do you think he needed to go that far? Well, I don't, it's hard for me to answer that too, because yeah. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I had a chance to work with Shane when I first came into the mm-hmm. WWE and, uh, you know, he's always been, you know, a risk taker, you know, I remember one oh, yeah. time we, he was doing something with Steve Blackman. And he was going to jump off of this big ladder. Yep. And uh, uh, I think I think uh, Mrs. McMahon, Linda, was there, and she asked him not to do that. She didn't want him to do it, but Vince wanted him to do it. You know, Vince got that money. So uh, I thought, you know, we all thought that he wasn't going to do it after she came in and talked to him and didn't want him to do that. And the next thing we know on the pay-per-view, here he comes, right off that ladder. So Shane is a risk taker. So I think that may have been something that he called and just basically wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you've had a chance to, to manage and work with uh, you know the majority, if not m- most of the, the big names in the business. Off the top of your head, I mean, uh, who was your, your favorite um, guy to manage, work with? And then maybe on the flip side of that, maybe who not so much? Well, the, the best guy that I enjoyed managing was The Undertaker. You know, one mm-hmm. of the nicest guys in this business. Great guy. I mean, guy, you, 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 if you ever had a chance to sit down and talk with this guy, you'll love him to death. But yeah. I had a great time, you know, with him. I had uh, the great time managing Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. You know, they were a good tag team. Um, 
I had two cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell at one time. Had a little problem with Bagwell. He would always, you know, once the agent would give us a finish, he would always go behind our backs and go talk to the agent and change it or something. Where it's always the one that was taking it uh, would take the fall on the guy to make himself look good. So you know, not no big problems with Marcus. He's a great guy. You know, I enjoy yeah. working with him too. But you know, just little little nitpick things. You know, he would do. But other than that, man, you know, I, 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 you know, you know, God, God just has blessed me to, you know, to have a great career, and I, I got along with basically everybody that I worked with. If they didn't like me, I didn't know it. They didn't let me know, but I had good degree with everybody. So I really don't have anything bad to say, you know, about anybody that I managed. Anybody that I managed, I got along with them, and I had a great time. Cool. So now you spoke about about the Undertaker and you managing the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, a question that we've actually uh, gotten from somebody else that wants to be asked is um, from the Undertaker and Stone Cold going into WCW, um, and then with them kind of being told, "You guys are never going to go anywhere. You're not going to make it anywhere in this business." When you first saw them there, what was your perception? Where in WCW? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, let me kind of straighten that story out for you. Uh, I don't know anything about anyone saying that Stone Cold, uh, you know, wasn't going to make it or wasn't going to be anything. But, you know, the thing that I do remember is that uh, The Undertaker and myself, we were sitting in the office one day with Jim Hurd. He was the guy that was in charge of WCW at the time. And uh, uh, Ole Anderson was doing the booking. And Ole Anderson was the one that told the Undertaker that he had he was he had red hair, he was tall or something, he'd never draw a dime. Okay, <laughs> that was Ole Anderson's spiel to the Undertaker. But just to see that uh, I was just happy to see Undertaker go to Vince and prove Ole Anderson wrong. And of course a lot of people proved Ole Anderson wrong. He didn't like anybody. Nice. So uh I, you know, but for Stone Cold, you know, I was glad to see him leave and become successful in the WWE, you know. But but and that was the, because Vince knew how to use people. He knew how to create yeah. stars. WCW didn't know how to create any stars. They didn't know how to use people. They were so wrapped up in the buddy buddy system, you know, where I got my buddy in and that's who's gonna be the world champion, my friend. That's that's what I think they had a lot of problems with. You know, they didn't think about, you know, about running a company it was all based on favoritism well i mean uh, you know th- th- thank god that uh, stone cold uh, did come over to WWE because i mean talk about the right guy coming on, on, along at the right time and being used just perfectly he's one of my favorites of all time so well I, that's what i'm saying i was glad to see those guys came over and you know not trying to blow my own horn but it was the same <laughs> thing with me you know i was told in WCW that i had no talent that i'd never you know i ain't gonna mm-hmm. draw no money i'd never draw a dime. Mm-hmm. i was told that you know by certain people and mm-hmm. then i went to vince and look what vince did with me so i you know just glad to prove them all wrong you know just to let them know yeah well hey that same guy you said had no talent wouldn't be nothing get him out of here you know then now here i am the guy that said that were right there in w- in uh, wwe to see me uh you know make it to the top so i didn't say a word i didn't you know let it go to my head all i did is went out and did my job and i was glad vince gave me the opportunity my last one that i want to kind of ask is uh is, uh, is about Sting and his re- retirement now um, and him getting into the Hall of Fame uh, now. Did, do, do you uh, agree with the, the decision? Uh, I've voiced my opinion about this, but do you agree with him getting in right after retirement into the, w- the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, yeah, I agree with it. I think, you know, whatever, you know, the Hall of Fame, you know, that's, 
you know, that's based on on someone's decision, you know, Vince McMahon or Triple H or those guys who make that decision on that. And, uh, you know, I don't think nothing's wrong with Sting, even though he didn't work with Vince but a short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and to come in and go right away into the Hall of Fame, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a great opportunity, you know. And, I, you know, like I said, I congratulated him, and I just wanted to, you know, make make sure that he understands, you know, my opinion on that. You know, I, I, it was, I thought it was a great decision, you know. And like I said, it's not my call. So I, you know, I could care less. You know, I appreciate. You know, anybody that goes into the Hall of Fame, congratulations. That's what I say to them. But me worrying about the Hall of Fame, I, I, I don't care one bit about it. No, my only kind of nitpick was, you know, again with such a little time spent in WWE and it being the WWE Hall of Fame. But I mean, there's no denying that the career Sting had. I mean, uh, Steve Borden, uh, he's uh, known by his actual name. I mean, one of, I mean. Got to be near the top of the list of most people's favorites, and uh, you know, congratulations for him getting in. I mean, uh, the guy had a hell of a career. Oh yeah, <laughs> all over the place. Oh, so. Yeah, and Joe and I have gone back and forth on that all the time. That yeah. was his stance, and my stance was pretty much exactly like yours, Teddy. You know, mm-hmm. good for him, good for him going right. in. You know, and uh, you know, right. I thought that he did an amazing job in WCW. Mm-hmm. WWE bought WCW, therefore Sting's worked for Vince. Mm-hmm. Is how I looked at it. Right. right. So. Right. Well, you know what? That's a great way to look at it. You know, I had never even, you know, thought about it that way. Hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, since you mentioned that, that is a great way to look at it. Since he did buy that, that means that he did work for Vince. So he's one of Vince's guys. You're, you're exactly right. I agree with that. All right, Teddy. If you had the opportunity to manage one of the tag teams going on in WWE right now, who would you want to run with? I'd like to run with Enzo and Cass. Fantastic. Man, Enzo is so good at that crowd, man. So uh, good. They, you know, now, you know, and, and I, I still, you know, I watch Raw on Monday night. You know, like I said, I don't watch all, basically all of it, but I do watch some of the show, you know, so I can keep up with, uh, you know, what's going on. But when those guys come out, it's like a breath of fresh air. Golly, I love them. They are so entertaining and they're so energized. And that's what you got to have out there. You yep. got to have energy. You know what I mean? Make people get up off of their feet and do something. You know what I mean? And that way, you, you, you got those people. And that was my thing. You know, I always kept the people right in the palm of my hand. You know, I knew how to do that. Vince trained me very well. So uh, Enzo and Cass, would, uh, I, no, would, I, without any question, there's nobody else I even want to talk about. Nobody but them. Those are the two people <laughs> I would like to be involved with. So... Is Teddy Long just a character, or is Teddy Long the player all the time? Well, it's Teddy Long all day long. Teddy Long is not a TV gimmick. I'll tell you why. Teddy Long created my own character. Long created player. Well, player was a slang that a lot of rap uh, used and stuff, so that was out yep. before I started saying it. But basically, player, it came from me talking to my dog. I had a big Labrador retriever <laughs> named Boss, and Boss, he died on me. But I had him for about 15 years. But Boss... We used to come in all the time. He'd get it right in my face. I'm like, come on, player, player. And I, I took on saying that to boss before I even went to TV. TV. So I created my own character. And if you talk to me today, I'll, my words come right out of my mouth. What's going on, player? Player, you got this? I mean, I say that as of today. I'll tell you a story about the dance. I've told this before. The dance that I do on TV it was created by my grandson. We bought him this little walker that we put him in when he started trying to walk. And every time we were there, he would just go up and down. I took the dance, what he was doing, and I started doing it on TV to show him. I come back home. I said, hey, look, I'm doing your dance on TV. 
I had no idea that that dance was going to take off where people would want to see me do that. But that's what I was doing yeah. it for, for my grandson. Feel me? All this other stuff, I created my own character. And if you talk to me today, I'll talk to you just like I was on SmackDown. All right. Now, another question from one of our listeners. And they claim it to be as kind of a tough question for you. But uh, what is your most memorable moment from the entire career that you've had? No, that's not a tough question. My most memorable moment is when I walked out and Vince McMahon made me the general manager of SmackDown. Because I got a lot of memorable moments. It was basically the one, you know, to be, you know, in in a position like that, you know, I, I thought that would never happen. Something that was certainly a big surprise to me. I, I had no idea when I went to WWE that I would go that far and would go straight to the top. And like I said, I made it to the top. I'm not a wrestler, so I didn't have to worry about heavyweight champion. But to make it to be able to manage Raw, ECW, and SmackDown, that's a tremendous achievement. And uh, that was a memorable moment for me. Another one was when I worked with The Undertaker, when uh, he kidnapped me, had me in the coffin with The Undertaker and Punk and those top guys. You know, that's, that's an opportunity of a lifetime. And and the mo and the, the other one was working with Biggie Guerrero, sweetheart of a lady. She was absolutely great. Time in the world working with her. So your fans want to know where can they see Teddy Long, the player, next? Well, uh, right now I know this weekend the player. I'm going to be in Theodore, Alabama, on the 23rd at the Theodore High School, a big show there. And uh, let's see, on May the 14th in Barnesville, Georgia, I'm going to be uh, with Luke Gallup and. Uh, uh, the Bullet Club. I'm going to be on a big show down there. So, but like I said, most all of my appearances everywhere I'm going to be. Go to TeddyLong.com. Go to the website, and all that stuff will be right up on the website. And just follow me on Twitter at Teddy Player Long, and I'll put up all my appearances there too on Twitter too. All right, cool. Yeah. I think before we wrap up, uh, just one kind of more uh, quick question from myself here. Now, yeah. looking back on uh, the career ahead, I mean, you're still doing it a little bit now. Looking back in retrospective. Would you do anything different? You know, when you look back, you know, would you still go about things the same way, or do you um, have no regrets for your time spent? I have, I have no regrets. I would do things the same way. Why change something that worked if it ain't broke? Absolutely, don't absolutely. All right, to kind of wrap uh, things up, then, Terry, I guess um, I'll give you a chance to plug whatever you want, to plug your social media, and more where people can see you next. The floor is yours. Okay, well, I appreciate. I appreciate that, man. I really had a great time talking with you guys this morning. And yeah. once again, you know, get follow me at TeddyLong.com. My Twitter is uh, at TeddyPlayerLong and uh, Instagram is TeddyLongWrestling. So you can keep up with me right there, man. And that's basically all I got to say. And I just want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be on this show. You know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes when you're off TV, you know, a lot of people don't reach out to you. There are a lot of sites out there that I won't call names, but they've never contacted me, never said one word about having me on their show or nothing. But uh, I don't worry about that. You know, I think it's their loss. So, players, you know, thank y'all very much. I've got a dream.